Must be Wednesday night. It's Family Matters with the one and only Kevin Peterson. Hey, man, what's happening? <laughs> it's been one of those days, but I mean, any day that I can end it with Kevin Peterson, it's just a, it's a really, really good day. And uh, do me a favor. He uh, he loves it when we creep. I creep on him all the time. I stalk him. Go on, on Instagram, Kevin W. Peterson. He's got all kinds of stuff. He's He's still giving out free resources. I mean, I've tried to tell him that's not how you do it in this industry. Everyone charges for everything, but Kevin's like, no, no, I want to do this all for free. Go on chronicope.us. Got all kinds of, again, free resources if you want to talk to Kevin directly. Uh, he loves talking to people. I call him all the time, and he answers shockingly. He's got this amazing Facebook group, uh, the Chronicope, you know, uh chronicle it's private it's families dealing with talking with families uh reach out and uh i'm sure he can get you on to that page as well um but chronicope.us just all kinds of free resources and this is what this is why i call him the family whisperer it's catching on i heard someone else call him the family whisperer uh on another another call we did this week so uh it is catching on kevin keep doing the good work I shall do my best, sir. I shall do my best. I shall I shall continue to follow your lead is what I will do. Oh, I, I, you are my you are my guide. Yeah. You are my guide. Well, I hope you get muddy because I might lead you into some swamps and stuff. So, you know, get those boots on. Let's get it, baby. I'm ready. Let's get it. Let's get it. This is an interesting set of questions. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Stay tuned to some interesting questions. Our son has been experimenting with substances, which we have told him he is not allowed to do while living with us. He is 19 and suggested that he start Kratom therapy. Research has some positive reviews, she was saying. Do you have any insight, advice, or anything on Kratom therapy? Yes, I'm a hard no on the Kratom therapy because what we're talking about is, first of all, it's an unregulated drug. You know, it's it's no, just no. Um, if he, uh, let me see the question again. He's uh, been experimenting. So obviously I think he's been using yeah, on and off. So he, and so he, oh, and he suggested crazy. Yeah. yeah. So let's be clear. There's no such thing. Um, and so that's, that's just bogus. Um, what I would say is that if he wants to get some help and get some therapy, let's go find him a psychiatrist. Let's find him a therapist. I'm all for therapy and I'm all for psychiatry. Um, I think that's great. By the way, um, what I would tell you, mom and dad, is that he, you, you know, first of all, you have the right to set the rules. It's your house. You can dictate what, what goes on and what doesn't go on. So you can lay down the boundary and say, hey, you know, in our house, there's no drugs, no alcohol. So that's not acceptable. And, you know, if, you're, if you want to, if you have a job, you can go live where the hell you want to live. Great. That's knock yourself out. We respect your wishes. Um, if you want help, we're happy to help you. Same thing with, uh, so three, three categories, no drugs, no alcohol, got to get a job or go to school and then family behavior. So, you know, this might be one of those things where it's like, well, no, we're not, we're not down for Kratom therapy, but we're totally open to help getting you help for therapy for what's going on. So offer him a solution while holding your boundaries. And that's all available in my book. <laughs> this is called a segue. I'm going to do a producer here. 
this is what you just talked about. 19-year-old son lives at home, refuses to get a job. We have offered to pay for college, but he flunked all of his classes last year. He openly admits to abusing THC. Is kicking him out the only option? I think a lot of families are in this. Like, you can put the boundary in. You can say, you know, living here, you you can't. But these kids, and this 19-year-old in particular, is they're being honest, and they're just saying, yeah, I'm abusing THC. What is kicking out the option? No, you don't have to kick him out. What you can do is sit him down and, and say, and, and by the way, everything I'm talking about is in my books. So let's just be clear. Go to Amazon and buy my book. I mean, let's just be, let's just, let's just start there. Okay. And what you got to do is sit him down and say, Hey, it's, I get it. You're 19 years old. It's your life. You can do whatever you want, but, but it's our house. So we have the right to say if in order to live in our house, enjoy the benefits of living in our home, this is what you got to do. Um, and, and the way you go through that is you start drug testing and, but you're going to give them a solution as well and say, you know, if you're having trouble with this, then, you know, we'll, we'll help you find, we'll help you find help, you know, and you got to get a job. You got to go to, I mean, it's the same things last time. Got to go to job, got to go to school, got to go to school, got to get a job. And then, you know, we have some basic family foundational behaviors that we expect, you know, you got to clean up after yourself. We eat dinner together. We don't hide in our rooms, you know. Uh, we, you have some chores and, and that's, I mean, you would do that if I lived at your house, you know, you would, I mean, so your son doesn't get a pass cause he's 19. And I'm not saying you got to throw him out. I, I'm saying that it's, you know, you got to sit him down and have a heart to heart conversation with him and start laying down some boundaries. And then if he's not willing to do these things, it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Well then you don't get a car. You don't get, we're not paying your bills, no cell phone, you know, just, just, you know, uh, -uh. these aren't the options. And, and if that doesn't work, then we go to plan B and we start talking about treatment. Now you have someone that they paid for college last year. She's, I think, interested in, you know, he's always, you know, oh, I got a new thing, a new kick. You know, do they continue paying for colleges? It's obviously this one kind of went through, sounds like he kind of flunked or misled. I mean, uh, <laughs> I think more and more families are kind of at this state. Do they... They want to see their son go or son or daughter go back. I mean, where are you at with the college kind of education? It's someone that's already burned that bridge. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Just had this conversation the other day. Uh, and, I, and I said, you know, here's the thing. I'll tell you a funny story. When I when I went back to college when I was 27 um, and, and I had a year and a half left and I had like a 1.1 GPA and I was, I would, I, you know, I'd lied my, I'd lied to my parents about everything and they never caught me. Um, they never looked, but um, I got a job working on campus and my job was uh, helping parents pay for the bill, you know, offering options of how to pay. And one time, one day I noticed this one mom was no longer paying her bill. And I called her up. I said, Hey, I'm just kind of, I'm worried that something's gone wrong. Or she's like, Oh no, no, I'm so sorry. I forgot to call you. My daughter um, came home with all C's and I'm not paying for all C's. I told her, if you want all C's, you can go to community college or get a job as a waitress. But if you, know, if you want me to pay for it, you have to get B's or better. And, and, and she was just on top of it. And she was like, I, so the, so the, the, the lesson there is we don't hand out checks for the next semester till we see all the grades. And we make it clear, oh, no, 
we're not paying for this. We're not paying for anything less than all these. And if that's not something you can coordinate, you can live at home. You can go to junior college. We'll get you a tutor. We'll help you get back on track. But no, we're not spending that kind of money for you to go just basically party and, and, and goof off the whole time. And, and that's <laughs> that's me narking out my own people. You know, and that's that's what I did. And so I'm just telling you, that's that's the solution is setting that boundary. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Here's uh, something you probably dealt with in Colorado. My husband and I have been married for five years mm. and he has always smoked weed and edibles. The past month, he's starting to believe the cops are watching the house and he states that he is in the mob. It goes on and on. There's a lot of uh, so-called delusions. I don't think she called it delusions. She said, I look out the window. There's not even a car on the block, you know, all this other stuff. I think you and I know what is kind of going on here, but uh, she's looking for advice. So what we're experiencing here is what we call um, um, cannabis or marijuana-induced psychosis, which, by the way, is what happens, um, you know, when people use marijuana on a regular basis. Uh, let me be clear in Colorado that the statistics were very straightforward and very easy to understand because the way it was pitched in Colorado was like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want people to be able to get blazed. We just want that guy who had a hard work week to come home Friday night, sit on his front porch and smoke a little J. That's all. No big deal. OK, that's not what's going on. Um, all the statistics have shown that people you can buy two ounces of pot a day. I, I, I don't know if you know how much two ounces of pot is. It's about I do, actually. I know. I know you do. I used to live by ounces once in a while. <laughs> so, you know, the thing there is that it's a it's a quite this and, and the pot today is like, you know, nuclear powered. So so let's be clear. I know what's going on. He's not just like occasionally helping himself to have a little a little toke or a little edible. He's getting blazed all day, every day. And and because that's what the statistics have shown is people that use marijuana use it pretty much all day, every day. Yeah, there's an outlying percentage of people that just use it recreationally once in a while. No big deal. But that's really not who's buying it and using it. So that being said, it's time for you to start setting boundaries and just saying, hey, I love you. I want to be your wife, but I'm not OK with this behavior. So look, look where we are right back to the same thing. We were same system. I'm not okay with this behavior. I love you and I want to help you. And if his response is, you know, F you, I'm not doing it, then, then you got to take it to the next level. You know, but at the very least, have that initial conversation and say, hey, I love you. I'm really worried about you and I'm not okay with this behavior. And, 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 and until it changes, there's, we're going to have some changes in our house. And so it's really, the most important thing is that the family, this isn't going to change by you nagging him and making and demanding that he do something different. This is going to change by you changing your behavior and the way you approach it. And that's going to force him to change his behavior. I know that sounds completely backwards. Trust me. That's exactly how it works. Oh, man. Um, all right. This last one. I mean, you, you, do, this, you do a world renowned, you know, internationally known, Sometimes this is, uh, I check, this is actually, this isn't, you know, spam or anything. Our son is living in sober living and being asked to leave due to a woman he met at a meeting, accusing him of hitting her and being too rough during sex. Oh. While in treatment, he was accused as well. Now there goes on, there's the ex-husband, the son's dad is, sounds to me, has some checkered past with domestic 
violence. Now, the mom is insistent that this is just since this last, you know, sobriety and recovery has kind of opened another side to him. Mm. Uh, you got this? Oh, I got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. You know what? I Can I just say, like, this is the difference in this show. Like, when Jay, me, gets really squirrely and kind of, get, you know, like, I'm like, how am I going to ever pitch this to Kevin? Four words into Kevin's like, you know what? I got this check mark. Okay, let's go. Um, so, okay. <clears throat> uh, he's in treatment, right? Is that um, he's like in early? sober living? He, he did yeah. go to treatment, he's in sober living. Yeah, okay. So, uh, what we need to do with your son is get him a therapist, uh, that is called a CSAT certified sex addiction therapist and start. And that's their 12 step based. The, the CSAT um, program is 12 step based. Uh, and I would say that would be the best choice for him right now for his protection, because this is going to go south fast. You know, he's going to get a reputation in AA for being inappropriate with women. And we don't want that. We, I mean, we want it. Okay. So we need to teach him what is correct and what is available and what, what is appropriate, what's acceptable behavior. And, and that's, and, and, and there's also, by the way, there's, there's lots of people, there's, there's not people, what am I looking for? There are groups available. There are therapeutic groups available to help men and women um, learn how to have appropriate sexual relations and appropriate relationships. And that's what has to happen. So, and I, I like the, I appreciate the fact that you told me that there's a history in the family. Because I'm going to guarantee you that's where it comes from. You know, this this is a witnessed behavior and that's it's a learned behavior. And and so, you know, we I would also recommend. So, OK, so let's talk about some of the books that we need to start talking about uh, and some of the things we need to look at. One of the first ones I would say is called The Body Keeps the Score, which um, by Bethel Vanderkoop. It's a it's a famous book on trauma. But um, he's acting out his trauma. I mean, I don't know this kid. I mean, I'm, I'm shooting from the hip here, but I mean, I just happen to know this territory fairly well um, that I would think that he, a trauma therapist, a CSAT therapist, and, and really digging in. And the other, the other answer is only men's meetings for the time being, no co-ed meetings. And, and, and I don't think dating is appropriate. He needs to learn how to do those things appropriately first, and then we can roll into that space. So... That's the quickie version. And I would encourage this family, if they need help on this, and want, they can email me, <clears throat> they can text me, whatever, they can send me a, note, a message, a DM through um, Instagram or TikTok. And I'm happy to help them and, and point them in the right direction. Because the thing that I fear the most is that if this young man doesn't get help, what's going to end up happening is that he's going to get into a situation where there's going to be some legal trouble following him. And, and, and also, I'm concerned about the women. Don't get me wrong. I'm extremely concerned about anyone that he's interacting with. But I also would like to help him solve his problem. So, so don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, oh, my gosh, you know, those poor girls. It's like, no, no, no. That's completely inappropriate behavior. And I totally understand where it's coming from. And, and let's be clear. A lot of times when you sober people up, you know, their, <clears throat> their addictions or their, their inappropriate behaviors start to come out because the alcohol and the drugs were, you know, tampering them or masking them so that's a big one 
Is that is that true? I mean, you always hear it. I'm not saying like a, a, a general statement that I've always heard, but I mean, I, I see it enough. Uh, you yeah. know, you get sober and, you know, the, for me, I'll just speak out, you know, my for someone that's emotionally numb and you go through recovery and you start you start feeling feelings, really, you know, yeah, it's for someone like me and that has to walk through that, and, you know, feeling feelings is a whole new experience, mind you. That's probably why we're running to our substances as our miserable solution to to not feel those feelings. So that's a that's a legitimate, you know, thing that people go through, especially early in recovery. Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. It's not just feeling feelings, but having feelings. It's like, oh, that's what that is. You know, I didn't know. I, I didn't realize that was something people did. You know, I mean. Yeah, you know, having any kind of, uh, you know, relationship where you're actually, you know, engaged in the other person's well-being or concerned about the other person's, you know, in, uh, reality. It's like, what? Why? Why? What? Wait, wait. I don't understand. Why would I do that? You know, another thing too. This is kind of one of those legends of sobriety that we talk about in in our world is the age at which you start using drugs and alcohol is generally when you stop maturing emotionally and and uh and growing you know at all levels spiritually emotionally mentally so let's say that was 14 or 15 and this kid let's say he's 25. so you, what you got is a 25 year old man or a 14 year old boy in a 25 year old man's body and he's acting out and he has no idea, probably no idea why or what he's doing and again doesn't excuse it i'll be clear this behavior is unacceptable completely unacceptable doesn't excuse it and he needs to get help with that asap like, and I loved what you said. There's there's two things that I look that are on my calendar, and I've even, you know, put trips built trips around coming back home, and that's my two men's meetings that I go to every single week. And I remember my sponsor getting me hooked into both, actually both of the the meetings and so forth. And just I remember, you know, oh, it's only you know, waiting a couple of years, and then you know I'm gonna go start. You know, I'm getting away from this men's group. I'm just telling you, these guys are my accountability. They're my rocks. I mean, going in, I mean, I just, I can't say enough about same gender kind of meetings and women's meetings, I would assume are the same. I've heard it from them. I mean, my men's meetings are my two rocks. So I love what you said with the men's meeting. Yeah, I mean, I, this guy needs some guidance and some counsel from uh, men uh, that can sit him down and be like, yeah, because I mean, I guarantee you in his mind, he thinks this is OK. Uh, and so what we have to do is sort of get to that and get, get other men to be responding to him and saying, no, this is not OK. You know, this is this is really bad. And let's let's figure something out inappropriate. Let's figure, but, but let's let's find a solution. Let's help this kid and let's get him a solution. What a healthy relationship looks like. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. all right. I think we've done the job. I mean, I'm still amazed. Like I was all hitty giddy. I mean, and Kevin just, you know, sticks to the plans. This is why he's the family whisperer. He's got a plan in place. He's got two books. He should be working on his third book. I needed for you to push out the third book, but chronichope.us, go see him, go check him out. All kinds of free resources and DM us, reach out directly. All these go directly to the people that sent us a message. But, uh, you know, again, we do this every Wednesday. So, you know, we will, we will allow Kevin to clock out.
But uh, we'll ask them to clock right back in next week, Kevin. All right, brother. Sounds good to me. All righty.